Hi, hope you're all well. I'm Viv and I'm the face behind Skin Farmer Aesthetics in Stockton on Tees. Tonight, myself and Dr. Sonny are, are continuing our journey in the use of ultrasound in our aesthetics work. Hi, Steve, uh, Steve Harris from London, and hi, Barbara, who's our guest this evening. I will add Sonny first, Barbara, and I will add you soon afterwards. I'll just send Sonny an invite. Um, it shouldn't be too long. Uh, but yes, we're continuing our journey in the use of ultrasound in our aesthetics work. And we're very uh, proud and happy to be joined by a specialist from Argentina this evening. I'll just send Sonny an invite. There we go. It shouldn't be too long, hopefully. Um, Hi, Sonny. Um, Barbara. Barbara. Uh, Barrera is a cosmetic doctor in Argentina and she will hopefully be joining us soon. I'll just send an invite to Sunny again. There we go. I'll add Sunny. Um, Barbara is um, a practitioner who uh, I know because of um, a group of practitioners called CMAC who were based in the UK. Hi, Sunny. Hi, Viv. How are you? Fine, fine, doing well, thanks. Have you just got back from London, did you say? Yeah, yeah. I was on a GP training training day, and um, because there was a rail strike, I literally have just walked in through the door. So. Oh, dear. Are you okay to carry on, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know when you yeah. said, you, you know when you always say, I'm sending an invite? Yeah. There's never an invite. An invite never <laughs> comes. I think, you, I think you're just lying. I must be inviting someone else who never turns up. <laughs> no, basically, <laughs> because I when 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 we go on, I, you click send a request to join the live, yeah, and then yeah. literally when you literally when I'm pressing it, you say, "Oh, and I'll just send it." But no invite ever comes in, so I don't know what it is. Hi, hi Barbara. Barbara, hi. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, good. Patricia, just... sorry, Patricia Barrera, Patricia, Patricia. It's Patricia. nice to see you. Yeah, nice. sorry, I'm missing your name. Thank you very much for the the invitation to do the live. Oh, it's it's a pleasure to have you. Um, I, Sunny, um, Sunny will. I, what I'll do, I'll let Sunny speak to you first, uh, Patricia, and he'll have a little chat about your background, about how you've got into the work, and then. We'll go through a case that you've been involved with recently, but I'll let Sonny start if that's all right. Perfect. Great. Hi, Patricia. Sorry, you, you, caught, you caught us, uh, Viv and I, arguing like a married couple just before we started the live, <laughs> so uh, apologies. Um, so welcome to our live. And it's, it's, a, it's an honour and a pleasure to have, you know, esteemed colleagues on to talk to us about their practice, about their past um, and their future. So on that note, for those of and and you, I can see you're very popular because already we've got loads of people turning up. So that's brilliant. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your past, kind of your um, how you got into medicine, and then also how you got into cosmetic medicine. And then um, yeah, I'll lead you with some questions from there. So yeah, please tell us about yourself. Well, I actually um, used to live in the states, in the United States. Um, I graduated from Concord High School, New Hampshire, from in my high school, and then I moved back to Argentina for my med school. I finished med school and I went back to the States to do the USMLE 
which is the the to be able to work there. Um, but when I was going to take my second test, uh, I decided to came back, come back to Argentina. The love of my life lives here. I am married to him. I, we have been together for 21 years. So I decided to come back and, and start my career here. And I started by that time when I started cosmetic um, physicians weren't here in my state seen very good. <laughs> it was like, it was two, 2008 or so. And I started doing surgery. I, I started in, in a public hospital in my residency. And then I realized it wasn't what I loved. I was kind of afraid to follow what I liked by then because it wasn't like well seen. And then I said, this is what I love. I'm going to pursue my, what I liked. And I started studying for that. And, and that's, that's when I decided I was going to be a cosmetic doctor. And actually I started in 2009 and I have been doing that since, and I love my work, and I love the people I have met, and I love my patients, and it's not one day that I have to work because I loved it. So I, it's what I, I didn't regret what I did. No, exactly. And, Enjoy and what you do in your love life, yes. Now we're fighting for these to be recognized as a specialty here in Argentina because it has to be recognized. It's, it's yes. not like going to, you cannot go to a doctor like you, some treatments, we have a lot of education to do because it's not like going and buying a sandwich. You know what I mean? So yes. it's not like you go, we have to teach um, a lot of uh, the population too. So we are fighting for this to be specialty and be recognized as such here in, in Argentina. When you, were, when you were doing your USMLEs, did you already have a good idea of what you wanted to do in medicine or were you just wanting to get that sort of, your, your, your kind of um, level where you were at, obviously to work in no. America? No, I, I, I thought I liked um, plastic surgery. I thought yeah. that. That was my, my, my inclination. And when I returned, that's what I was going to go for. I did general surgery first, um, but then I realized that it wasn't exactly what I liked, but I, I was inclined to do something like plastic surgery until this field started to grow. And then I said, yes. I much more this, this specialty. Did you take the plunge yourself into cosmetic medicine or did you kind of meet someone who was doing it at the same time, collaborate with someone or did you just kind of go by yourself and like, this is what I'm going to do? I always, no, I always had an inclination for aesthetics and yes. I started seeing that I liked it. And by then, when I started doing surgery, I asked to be like, here we have two kinds of specialty and it's, it's like um, 
um, you have more free time and you don't get pay. It's like different than residency. And I started traveling to Buenos Aires because I am far from Buenos Aires to study. And that's when I realized that was what I liked it more, more than surgery. But I always was inclined. I always knew I liked aesthetics. Good. No, amazing. And, and a lot of us have gone that journey as well, afraid to sort of start it, but then obviously having a love for it. What, um, what procedures did you start off doing first? Did you go straight in with dermal fillers or did you try, did you do um, botulinum toxin or wrinkle smoothing injections first? Where did you start with? Actually, well, I have a story with fillers because when I started, uh, I started doing Botox, mesotherapy, energy devices, um, plasma refactors, you know, a little bit of everything. And in 2011, I did to do a kind of like relearning to do fillers in Massachusetts. They didn't even talk about yes. adverse. By then, by then, we had to first com convince the patient to do a filler. Like we have to here, at least in Argentina, then you usually learn how to feel nasolabial folds. We sometimes yeah. we teach fillers. We had another approach to what was fillers than what we know now. And, and there was something that I didn't like. I was something that didn't make sense for me. I, I did fillers, but something was not right. You know, I had that feeling. And I went in 2016 to Monaco, AMWC, the Congress, yeah, yeah. and 80% of the, of the lectures were about complications. And that's when I said, I knew something was wrong. So <laughs> I, did, I, I, I think now with all the information we have, doctors who want to do aesthetics first, needs to know if they want to do just fillers and Botox and that's not aesthetics medicine you know what I mean we and then yes. yeah. if you want fillers you need to know first the complication that's what I think you need to learn how the complications happen and what to do before putting a needle on a face and that's what I believe and that's how I manage my career so I stopped doing fillers for a while and okay. I made myself sure when I go to bed at night, I have to know that I was all, I did everything for the safety of the patient. So I know where, where did I inject and why, what product, even if it's Botox, whatever you do, you need to know why are you doing that? What is, why is it, what is the indication for the patient if that's the best treatment the patient needs and how to do it and where to do it. So I stopped doing fillers for a couple of years and now because we know more uh, and I learned first the complication, then I start doing fillers again. And I... Before I hand over to Viv, I have a question though. You must some patients, and obviously I've, I've looked at your Instagram feed, you know, you're very passionate about aesthetics. So you must have been doing some fillers. You must have seen some patients. 
and then obviously done a good job for them, I'm, I'm sure. But then the two years where you weren't doing it, where did what did the did the patients come back to you? Were you, people still asking you to do fillers? What did you do during that two years then? Actually, well, I did all the other stuff aesthetics medicine does. Ah, I mean, it's okay. not. That's why I'm saying maybe some people want to do just fillers and Botox, but if you want to do aesthetics, aging happens in all the layers. It's not just fillers. Yes. The thing is that filler gets you a quick response when you treat just the skin and when you treat just, you know, um, like you simulate the collagen, for example, and you do a even if you do school prayer, radies or whatever you, you choose to do, it's a long-term result. When you do Botox and you do fillers, it's a quick, quick uh, result. So people love it. But what I try to explain is that if you don't take care of the whole thing and you just feel the face, I mean, fillers don't lift and you need to you can return volume, but you just need a whole approach to age better. We are not going to stop aging. We just need to age better. So that's what I did. And then I, it was like the missing puzzle in my practice that I need to, to finish doing. But I needed to do it sure that if something happened, I knew, I knew what I have an idea that a couple of years ago, nobody talked about it. So now it's easier for people who want to study because they can learn before. It's like going into a car or, or like everyone likes to go to a car, but if your tire gets down, you need to know how to fix it or you will need someone else to do it. So it's better for you exactly. to do it. So kind exactly. of like... Great insight. And, and Viv and I are both very, very much advocates of aesthetic medicine and that holistic approach. Viv, go on. I've, I've monopolized Patricia's time for a little bit, so go, go for it. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, Sonny always has the first word in Patricia, but I tend to get the last word in, luckily. So it's nice to, nice to see you anyway. We actually uh, met up uh, via the internet because of a particular problem that you had a, a few weeks ago. Um, you're a member of CMAC, as myself and Sonny are as well. We're all members of a body um, based in the UK that... Uh, that work with practitioners all around the world, including yourself, um, to look at complications in medical aesthetics. And um, with myself and Sunny, we were, we were looking at um, a for the forum, the CMAT forum on Facebook, and you posted a few weeks ago about a problem involving lip filler. And um, it, it, was, it was strange because ultimately we found out that we knew each other via another practitioner, Carolina Marilouis, who's based in Argentina, and she's a radiologist, um, and she specializes in aesthetic problems and uses ultrasound to assess and treat problems as well. So we actually found each other via someone else, and via CMAP in particular. Um, the issue involving lip filler was what the problem was for you and for your patient. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about the background, what came about and what happened? I've got some photos and videos that I'll show as you talk, but 
Can you just explain to us what happened, what the problem was involving the patient and with the lip filler? Can you just give us a little bit of background about that? Yes, I actually, um, I, Carolina has helped me a lot. She's, she knows a lot. She's a radiologist and she has a lot of knowledge. And I got my ultrasound. I had been waiting for it a long time. And it was a Friday. I did the course introduction course with her. And on Saturday, I did this filler. And this happened the first day. I was using my ultrasound. I'm like, oh. um, I saw this patient, a very beautiful girl, 28 years old. So she didn't need anything else. And she wanted a little of a little bit of, of lip. So yeah. I noticed an hypopigmentation in both uh, upper lips where the tubercles are and down in the, in the middle of the lower lip. And mm -hmm. I talked to her about it before doing the filler. I told her I noticed this and that this was in both lips. And she said, yes, I know all my life I had been thinking like this happens. And in the couple of years ago, I have been thinking about tattooing my lips with color because they have this problem. And so I noticed this, I do the filler. And afterwards, after I finish, I do the recapillary refill time. Yeah. And it, it didn't make like exactly like it wasn't more than three seconds, but it wasn't like normal. Yeah. Trying to get, I'm just going to try and see if I can get it playing. I'll be one second. Just want to play. I'll be one second. So, so it, what, 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 so on that, on that note, Patricia, what, what was it that prompted you? Because if you look at the color of the lips there, just in that picture, they'll actually look fine. What was it that made, we, did you routinely test the CRMT or did you just see something that wasn't? What was it that sparked your kind of uh, no, interest I, in the maybe that? I usually do uh, the ultrasound just okay. to see where the arteries are. Yes. And now I do it because I have used it since a short time. Sure. But what I do, I do the ultrasound, I, I check where the arteries are, and then I decide how I'm going to approach the lip filler. But uh, I mean, the technique. But yeah. Um, with this patient, I did the ultrasound, everything was okay. And I didn't, I didn't videotape the recapillary refill time before doing the filler. And that was my, my mistake because after the filler was done, when I did recapillary refill time, it was delayed. It was like more than three seconds, but I was in doubt. So I did the ultrasound, I saw flow, but it, I, I am new at this. I'm not an expert. So I asked her to stay for one hour. Actually, that was like after one hour. And I asked her to send me a picture the other, uh, the next day. It was a Sunday. Uh, it was, yeah. This was an hour after the treatment was carried out, yes. I think. Yeah. It was kind of delay. And because I had the ultrasound, I checked, she had flow, and I didn't see any more extended signs of an alteration. So now I said, I'm going to wait. I asked her the other day to send me a picture because it was Mother's Day here. 
And, and it was okay. I asked her to go on Monday. I actually asked Carolina to help me out because, because I am new in, in ultrasound. I didn't want to mistake an, a diagnosis. And then I will be, my patient will be like in trouble because of my negligence. So I asked Car um, Carolina to help and then I posted in CMAC, which I, I think it's a very good, good group to join. And I actually talked to a lot of my colleagues about it. And Dr. Weiner, which I really yeah. um, admire, and Stella, that are two great professionals in ultrasound too, they helped me out with the case. And she didn't show any other sign. At the, other, uh, at the fourth day of, after the filler, I did another ultrasound with Carolina online live and it showed flow. So I didn't dissolve it. And yeah. I saw her again and she's happy about it. And, but it makes me realize that when you have an hypopigmentation that I believe she had four this spot, um, but they weren't like, they were like very, very small, but it did a very, a lot of hypopigmentation. That was one of the things that I said, she doesn't have any other sign and it's bilateral and it's like exactly the same. Am I going to be that good to obstruct both arteries? I'm like, <laughs> I hope not. So um, so that's when I, I start, you know, with CMAC um, advert, advice and, you know, Dr. Wayne, Weiner was very helpful and Stella that I finished I decided to not dissolve and nothing happened but if I I always said to other professionals if you doubt about it you have to take it out but I didn't because I have like this backup I I, I asked for help and and I didn't want it to dissolve because she was happy <laughs> But if I if I am in doubt, I'm sorry, I'll take it up. It, it was just the fact that you had the ultrasound and you were very, very new to using it. So it must have been very difficult for you to try and figure out what was happening, even with the device at hand. But um, as, as I was saying to you, there's always support available from other people around the world if, if you need it. And I think Carolina was actually in touch with me the day... I saw your post, she was in touch and she said, Viv, um, somebody I know has got a problem and they're using a, a Clarius ultrasound scanner. Can you help connect us together? So she asked me for a little bit of advice to help you speak to her with a live um, connection so he, she could see what you were scanning. And I think it helped you both in some way to try and figure out the actual state of the patient's lips. Luckily for you, there was no problems. But if you hadn't have had the device and you couldn't tell whether there was a problem, do you think you would have dissolved? Do you think that's what you would have done? Yeah, if, if, I, if I doubt, I'd rather dissolve it because then the patients, but I don't, like sometimes you don't need to dissolve it, but you need a lot of um, casuistic and you need a lot of experience to say, I'm not going to dissolve it. <laughs> and then, 
you know, but sometimes I think if you don't have like um, a vision alteration that that's like, that's an emergency, you can take a little bit of time, lay down and really study the patient and see what's going on. That's what, what I'm trying to, to, in, to incorporate, right? Because uh, maybe you like, you start to, to be like with a lot of, um, you know, um, I don't know the word right now, but do you know when you get scared? Yeah. And then maybe you need, you need to rush and you have yeah. a couple of minutes to lay down, think, and do things the right way, unless you have an emergency. It's, it's yeah. urgent, but it's not, you cannot stay like three days. You know what I mean? Everyone knows it's, the hours are not exactly the same because people are different. And there are some cases that takes more time than less time, but there are signs that we can look and it tells you that something is wrong and you need to dissolve it. But I yeah. think if you have an adverse event, as soon as you dissolve it, the better. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, the scans, I was going to just show the scans that you carried out, um, um, Patricia. So this was the first one. I think this was a, uh, with quite quickly after, well, three days afterwards, you, you carried out some scanning. And the blood flow didn't look like there was a problem based on what you saw and what Carolina saw. It wasn't actually an issue. Um, same again with um, other areas. You That was the upper lip, uh, midline, complete flow across the, um, the superior labulatory. And that's something that you wouldn't be able to tell without the ultrasound. You wouldn't be able to tell if there was an issue with the blood flow. Um, again, you carried out more work on the on 72 hours, upper lip, left. You checked the left side, you checked the right side. Flow wasn't particularly a problem. Um, you were just worried about the symptoms, looking at the lips from the capillary refill time. Again, you looked lower lip, right side. You, this was all done three days after the treatment was carried out. You did, again, you did lower lip, left of, left of midline, very close to the surface, I think, that where that scan was carried out. But there was no particular problems based on the appearance of the blood flow. Um, you looked at... Just, for, um, just for, Viv, 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 just uh, for people watching who maybe, obviously, um, yeah. maybe don't understand as much. So just if you hold it up and just describe it so obviously in some places the artery does look very superficial did you was that the case yeah. that the, the artery was very superficial did you what technique did you use then which what technique did you use did you thread filler over the top or did you were you um were you tenting i did very small filler very very few i put in total 0 0.02 so okay. i did very few just to give her a little bit of form. I didn't do like volume in the yeah. in the in the lip, and I would maybe if I would just need volume, um, I would have used cannula. You know, I did with um, needles, very superficial and yes. and very 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 few. Uh, like it was like retrolineal yeah. and I didn't do bolus. I didn't do it intramuscular because uh, not with the, I did, I like, and I hope, I, I like the technique from Dr. Harris. <laughs> so sometimes yeah. I, I will train with him. I, I, it's, I admire his work, so I like it very much. I, 
I don't like. Um, so I, I, I actually, I actually spoke to him this evening, um, Patricia. And I said about this topic, tonight's topic involving lip filler and yourself. I told him how much you enjoy his technique to work yeah. on the tubercules, you know, the lip lip areas. And he, he's going to be at CMAC uh, next weekend. So you may well be able to have a good chat with him about, about the whole area of lip filler treatments. I think he'll enjoy that. Yeah, I like his technique and I usually use that technique. Um, but I put a very few amounts of filler. I yeah. used a small amount, I didn't do bolus, but still, I when I did the capillary refill time, it wasn't sure. So that makes me yeah. think not just the hypopigmentation, uh, but also the people who do tattoos in the in the lips. Yeah. How do you assess the recapillary? I mean, you need an ultrasound or wait until you have another signs and yeah. it's in my kind of late. So that's interesting. It makes me thought think about this situation. Yeah, it was just, this was the actual, um, at five days, I think it was 120 hours afterwards, you yeah, carried out. <laughs> yeah, it's just the appearance. Again, you weren't completely happy about how it looked, I think. That was one of the problems, wasn't it? No, I wasn't happy because um, it was still pale. and But it was yeah. the, the problem she has, and she had it all her life. Because yeah. with, with, it's good to talk about it before doing things. I usually yes, have some the patients that have like more whitish around the area. I also address that. Um, yeah. Or if patient has their, their skin, it's very white and they get red. Uh, when they get like red, they get like some kind of a spot, white spot. And you have to address that before doing an injection. Yeah. And you have yeah. to talk about it. The same thing when you do toxin and the patient has a symmetry that they have since all their life and they started to see now because they have started to do treatment. And they said, yeah. I noticed this. And I'm like, well, you have this all your life. <laughs> so that's interesting, all the asymmetries and uh, well, with the lips, asymmetries are very difficult, but I always address the things before doing anything on the patient because then mm. it becomes a problem. And I always take pictures and sometimes record things. Um, and I think it's important for the physician to, to address these things, the hypopigmentation or these things, like if you have a tattoo lip, how do you assess the recapillary field time? Or if you have an asymmetry, because people don't notice until they become older. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, and you said, well, you have this side different than this one. And they say, oh, I never noticed. And then they think you made it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's important to address before uh, any treatment. No, that's because, of, because of your case, so, sorry, sir, because of this case, you know, I've changed my practice a little bit. So what I now do, I check capillary refill in patients who I do lip treatments for. I do a lot of lips in particular. And 
because of the different colours of skin that you see, it, it can be a problem identifying an occlusion or a, a problem following lip filler treatment. So I, I do a little bit of, of, of CRT work, you know, just checking the capillary refill before I start doing injections just to see what it's like before there's a problem, if a problem were to occur. So that's because of you. I've changed the way I work because of the problem that you had, uh, Patricia. So I've got to thank you for that. Oh, I'm glad we 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 learn every day. I always said we are always the students. Even experience gives you a lot, but we always learn. So I I love that's why I I I love the the interchange between professionals because something that we might find out during our practice it might help others. Yeah. So yeah. I always like that so that's good i always what i do now is i record the capillary receipt time and then i i if nothing happened then that's okay uh, yeah. but the first time it happens obviously i didn't have it <laughs> so that's to help me to improve my practice we always have to improve with small things so yeah. that's why i like always cmac because sometimes you have a case and you don't know about it and you learn and what I explain about complications is I have heard in, in, in Congress and in, in lectures or master class that being an expert in complications, it's not like the best. And I think, because some people think that if you know about complications, it's because your patients get complicated. And that's not true. You know what I mean? I. I believe that if you know a lot about complications, you can also know what you are doing wrong. Because now you see with ultrasound that some of the injections that you thought were in a place are not. So you learn also, for example, there's like another ones that I really, they are my, uh, I admire are Leonie and Tom Decades. <laughs> And they, they just, Leonil talked about supraperiostical injections. So, um, so you learn a lot. And it's not that you did that wrong before, but we didn't know. So we have yeah. to adapt and learn and keep changing the technique to have the best outcome for the patient. Amazing. Patricia, Patricia, you have, um... Sorry, Vic, Question, I was, Sonny. Yeah, I was going to ask. No, it's, it's just a good insight. I think a lot of people don't actually record the the capillary refill before they do a procedure, and I think that's a it's a great it's a great lesson that you've uh, you've shared with us there. Sorry, Viv, you're going to wrap up. No, I was just wondering if there was any questions at all, Sonny, from anyone. Um, no, we've, uh, we've got. Uh, oh, um, so no, we did. Sorry, sorry, Viv, say that again. Uh, just checking the question. Oh, there's one from Dr. Pada there. Just a question from a how, how oh, you do you assess? No, we had lots of we had lots of mentions and, and hellos. Uh, Dr. Martina Lavery is watching. Um, uh, Carolina um, Mary Lewis is watching as well. She's she said hello, and I think the last yes, question, yes, from Dr. Prada. How do you assess paleness or CRT with the lips having permanent? So you must see that, Patricia, in your work, that if they've had permanent makeup already, how, does that affect how you see the capillary refill time? I have, uh, here in where I live, um, the same as like, for my city, it's a small city. We are not like uh, Buenos Aires. I have been 
seen in Buenos Aires, for example, a lot of silicones. We are permanent uh, fillers. We don't see as much in the the other parts of like in. Oh, I, I think I much as in if you have if you have a um, tattoo if you have the lips tattooed, yeah, yeah. Tattoo here, it's not. It's starting to be popular. Okay. Uh, but now I would have uh, a person with a tattoo on the lip. Uh, it's kind of, I would do the ultrasound first. Okay. I would also do the, the capillary refill time, but I don't know if I would do a, a filler on, on a, a filler on a lip if I would not have the ultrasound. Yeah, yeah. Because with a tattoo on the It'd be very difficult to identify the change in color, wouldn't it? It'd be very difficult um, well, if the color of, is... I think you will have signs, but it will have to be, maybe you will have a delay. So yeah. I don't know, it has to be very big to have a, I don't know, we, you have to be more careful, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Or more attention, or, or, and record, record. And, yeah. Record, record, and record. Patient, educate the patient. Um, educate the patient what to look for because uh, a lot of times if you do a botox like a toxin and the patient has an hematoma or whatever it's okay like patients don't yes. call you and they say oh I didn't call you and, and I'm like if I'm doing a filler I educate the patient I show pictures of what to look for because maybe it's okay and the recapillary feel is fine and then when the filler starts to uh, grabbing water, then it compresses the artery, and then you can have a delay complication. Yes. So you need to educate the patient and and tell them if you see like a bruise, and I I listen to this to Weiner. He he said this, and I learn a lot from this. If you see a bruise anywhere in the face that is not where injected, you call me, <laughs> and because that's an occlusion. Or if and I show pictures of what look also to the patient because sometimes the patient says this is going to happen I'll, I'll see I'll wait until tomorrow because I'm busy no you need to call me <laughs> and then I decide if that is a bruise or an occlusion <laughs> and then it's it's on me the decision is on me so I think I will do and and teach the patient what to look for if you don't have ultrasound and and pay more attention to people who have tattoo on the lip. Because it, for me, I think it can, like this, like hypopigmentation. And if you have a tattoo in here, and you, you can't assess the, the The thing is that this is new. I, and, I, and they use a lot of different colors. So it's also how much colors did they put in and what kind of color. You have tattoos that are very good and tattoos that are, not that good. So I think it's a multifactorial factors that involve. Approach. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Viv? Amazing. It's, it's been great talking to you, um, uh, Patricia. It's been really nice speaking to you. And the fact is we've, we've not met, but I think you will be at CMAC next week. Is that right? I'm going to try to book my flight now after we hang out. Oh, wow. I have okay. been working. <laughs> And I really, um, I really would like to go. So now I'm going to, I have a friend who I said, I want to go. And she said, let's go. And I'm like, Brilliant. oh my God. Brilliant. Yes. We, will, we will be there. <laughs> we will be there. So, 
a lot of the a lot of the practitioners myself and Sonny have spoken to over the last few months, the the specialists um, from all over the world, they they will hopefully be there. So it'll be nice to actually see everyone face to face for a change. It'll be nice to be able to speak to you properly. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Um, really, really nice, enjoyable chat with you, um, Patricia, and I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed um, talking about the issue involving your patient. Yes, uh, I think the the most important thing about this is that for me, ultrasound, it's not some, it, you need to learn. It's not easy. I mean, the first time you put an ultrasound in someone and you see all gray. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. And I love your, I told, I told Viv, I love what you do with the colors and <laughs> I would love for to put the ultrasound and see all the layers with the color already. <laughs> Yes. Uh, that doesn't happen yet. So I, I, it has been very helpful for me. I need, um, we have to make conscious on, on physicians too. Because if you are injecting since 15 or 16 years ago and you never had a complication, it's very difficult to convince someone to take a lot yes. of time to learn ultrasound uh, when nothing happened to you. So I understand that position, but I also understand that always is safety first and everything we do, um, I think it's very useful. It's useful. And I heard Tom Decade said, it's the, um, it's the, I heard you say the, uh, I don't, I don't remember the, the ultrasound, it's the um, testoscope. Yeah. For the cosmetics, I love that phrase. I'm like, <laughs> you can actually see where you're going and yeah. what's done. So I, I am pro ultrasound. I think physicians should think, should think and reconsider it. It's a long um, road, but it's worth it. I think yeah. it's change how we, how we practice. Uh, what we do and the decisions we take. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't agree with you anymore, Patricia. We, I think we both agree, don't we, Sonny, about yeah, that? Definitely, 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 definitely. Thanks very much, Patricia. Um, really, just to look at next week, uh, next Thursday, we'll be talking to one of Leonie Shelker's PhD students next week, uh, Dr. Olga Lipplavik, I think she's called, and she's studying. Um, Dermal filler um, breakdown, how dermal fillers change over time. So we'll be giving, uh, we'll be doing a live with the next Thursday at 8.30 and Sonny and I will be over in London uh, after that for the weekend. Next weekend, we'll be at the CMAC conference. We'll hopefully meet up with you there as well, Patricia, as well as all the other practitioners we've spoken to. Um, so we'll, we'll enjoy, hopefully, being able to see you face to face after today. Me too. Yeah, I have a long flight though. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm sure you. I'm sure you'll enjoy it once you're there. I'm sure it'll be fine. So I hope I'm going to get it now. So right, good. Good. go and book it. Go and book it now. Go and go and book it now. I I would love to meet all the people that I admire because of your work, and you too. You have done a great. You both have done a great job doing these lives that I love. Um, you have done a great work making conscious and, you know, 
sometimes what I see, and I'm, I was talking to a colleague here in Argentina that does a lot of complication to the other day, and I said, fillers courses, and he said, filler courses fill in one week, and complications courses doesn't, and it fills in one month, and it should be the other way, yeah. you know? Yeah. We have to, yeah. and so I'm very, very uh, thanks to your work, both of you, that you take time to make awareness of what what is best and always on the safety and and thinking about the patient thank you thank you very much for your kind words it's very nice so we'll say thanks we will say goodbye to you for now but we will hopefully meet up with you next saturday uh, next the end of next week and um good flight have a good safe trip to london and hopefully back again as well so Thank you very much for joining us this evening and we'll catch up with you next weekend, hopefully. Thank you. Yes, hope. <laughs> hope. <laughs> Thanks, Viv. Thanks, Patricia. Hopefully. Okie dokie. Fingers crossed. Thank you. Fingers crossed. Bye. See, Bye -bye. see you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye.